And welcome to the Redleaf Retrocast, a special PWI 150 breakdown. Yes, Kay, we are back for this one. A special episode. Special episode. Uh, I believe we did something like this last year. Uh, yes, we did something like this last year indeed. Uh, it wasn't Patreon exclusive, though, but we did break it down kind of loosely. And the thing this year is they went up to 100 and P- PWI, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, went up to 150 women's wrestlers. And we pride ourselves as a women's wrestling podcast. Uh, <laughs> we cover a lot of this, a lot of the scene, Joshi, Europe, uh, Western America. <laughs> oh, I mean, Europe, what exists there of... <laughs> Well, I, I look. I, I started out uh, doing a lot of WXW. Uh, Tony Storm is a big star there. Uh, the what's yeah. ever happened to her now? Where, where is she at? Don't worry, we won't worry about Tony Storm. But she did make the top one hundred and fifty. But uh, it, it's kind of it's it's interesting. I think the big. Well, let me let me let me pause that thought here for a second. The way we're doing <laughs> this is, uh, and this is full disclosure, we're doing a kind of a basic talk. Uh, breaking breaking things down. Uh, we got we we got the top ten in front of us. We got the whole magazine, and we're doing the first like fifteen minutes ish will be free release. And if you want the rest of our uh, deeper discussion, uh, head on over to the Patreon five dollar tier. It's going to be a deeper discussion on the PWI one hundred and fifty. Uh, we will have a definitely a long conversation on where the Joshi wrestlers place. Uh, why they made the list this year, how they made the list, uh, maybe positioning and future prospect. And we'll get into, uh, that's where we'll do our top 10 PWI uh, uh, deep breakdown. Uh, maybe we'll go over uh, who our top 10 are, uh, keeping the KFA, P- keeping the criteria of the PWI in mind, which I have thoughts over. So again, if you want our deeper discussion, uh, we'll give you a, a notice uh, near the end of the time frame to head on over to patreon.com slash redleafretrocast. It'll be on the $5 tier. Uh, Kay, where should we start? Where would you like to start? I want to start off uh, giving a big shout out to a friend of ours, a friend of the podcast, uh, JPQ Big Paws and a Pup, as he was on the committee for this and uh, his tireless work to help get some of these Joshi women not only, not only just on the list, but proper placements as best as he could on the list. Big big shout out to him. I think he deserves that much from both of us. Yeah, it's it's a huge props to him. Uh, he uh, definitely contacted a lot of people to get their input and uh, insight over certain promotions, certain other wrestlers out there over kind of where they should be placed, how they should play, and, and, and more importantly, why and what their impact to, to the scene is. And one thing that the PWI committee really considers is kind of scene importance, like women's wrestling scene importance. Uh, so various entrepreneurships, uh, impact in the indies. Uh, these are certain criteria that they take into account that uh, it's not in the clear rules. So the clear rules of the PWI criteria is uh, uh, promotion's a big deal, uh, title reigns, uh, win-loss record, so your your kayfabe protection standard, if you will. Right. And and there's a, there's a couple other aspects, but uh, one thing I was trying to uh, get to JPQ and the committee was the importance of, of business and drawing. And that was the rise of stardom. And right, uh, there's a lot of stardom on the list. There's a yeah. lot of stardom on the list. Uh, and uh, we pride ourselves as the Ice Ribbon Podcast, and that's 
And in Japan, they're the number two promotion at times, or at least in terms of uh, like Google Trends and and attendances, uh, more consistent. Star they run the most. Star power. <laughs> and uh, TJPW to an extent as well with their more international uh, flavor to them. A lot more Western fans are like, look, a lot more Western fans are more familiar with TJPW than uh, Ice Ribbon. So exposure also plays a- an important role. This is a Western... This is an American magazine we're talking about here. So when I look at the list, my big takeaway is how much do a lot of these wrestlers have exposure to the West for this American magazine to recognize them and uh, which wrestlers should be recognized more, which the magazine can help them out. And I think think the Ice Ribbon wrestlers are going to get a hell of a lot more exposure being on the list. I believe there's six of them in the top 150, uh, and they're all kind of around at least the top 100 this year, where most of them weren't even listed in the past. Yeah, so I guess if we want to talk about starting with names in particular, uh, I uh, personally am very happy to see uh, my girl, Sakas Fujimoto, at the number 20 spot. Uh, the highest... Joshi, non-stardom Joshi wrestler on the list, by the way. And I was very happy to see her above uh, Miyu Yamashita, especially given the year. And uh, Maki Ito as well. It was kind of surprising seeing her above the two of them. I was happy to see that because Scott Fujimoto, as I always say, is better than your favorite wrestler. <laughs> yeah, I put, out, uh, I put out a tweet where it was compiled uh, that uh, all the women uh, that are in Japan wrestling, the Joshi that are in Japan wrestling, that were in the top 150, uh, they are comprised of 22% of the list, as opposed to, I think it was only like eight or nine last year. So that's a major yeah, increase. it was pretty bad last year. <laughs> and well, last year, because of Stardom's rise and, uh, you know, Bushi Road has a lot to do, a lot to do with that, getting them more exposure. TJPW was definitely starting to come around and get, gain more exposure to themselves. Uh, last year was the final realization, at least from the people at PWI, and JPQ took it upon himself to contact them and uh, essentially get on the committee to try to get the Japanese women wrestlers the recognition they, they've they earned. Uh, and one of my big takeaways, and this was one of my first tweets of the day when all of this came out, and I'm going to uh, quote it right here it is as soon as i find it bear with me uh shoot for our time yeah uh okay i want to just paraphrase here we it. go i think you no, know i found, what you're I found it about. the best thing about this year's official pwi women's 150 is it will give so much earned recognition to stardom and other joshi wrestlers for people to seek out them to watch and there's a lot you can take away from that tweet I hope a lot more people uh, uh, also recognize this uh, from the PWI list. Because whether you want to admit it or not, PWI is a big magazine. It's been around a long time. Uh, The wrestlers themselves take a lot of pride in it. You've already seen a lot of Joshi wrestlers go, oh my god, a Western magazine has recognized my uh, talents and accomplishments over the year. And they're very proud of that. And I'm I'm happy for them. It's kind of, it's interesting because it's like, the PWI is kind of the big thing here, whereas the uh, the Shoe Pro uh, Awards are the big thing over in Japan. I I, th- I won't say they're on equivalent levels. I believe Shoe Pro is seen as a, a 
I think if you just look at this, Shupo is more of a valuable promotion. They have a big award ceremony where they give out the awards, physical awards. So I feel like that puts them just slightly above internet, like just period above mm-hmm. PWI. But I think both of them have significance for the wrestlers that are involved in, in sort of being listed on them. Uh, so go seek them out, go find them. And recognition, I think that's a big word you put out there, is um, sort of recognition that these that Western that women's wrestling isn't just the West, and I feel like so many, so many wrestling fans just see it that way, and, and whether it's conditioning or whether it's just uh, ignorance or laziness, by some cases, to not want to go seek this out and just kind of stay in their bubble. I think seeing a list like this, where you see names that you don't recognize, especially when you see some of them so high up. I feel like it gives you, almost makes you feel like, well, I'm an idiot for not finding these people. Or, or oh, I didn't know this existed. Or, you know, maybe I'll finally stop being lazy and go see who this Utami Haishishita is, who looks badass and has a rose in her hand for some reason. It's like, <laughs> these sorts of things are things that I like to see as somebody who likes to spread the Joji scene to other people and tell them how great it is. And how if you're just limiting yourself to just the West, you're just doing so such a disservice. There's so much good wrestling, especially in Japan. Yeah. It's like, it, it's they're equivalent to men's wrestling over here, whereas the women over here aren't yet equivalent to the men in ring wise, I don't think. Uh, yeah, not, the, not, not the majority. Not a lot of them are. Majority. Uh, the, other, the other big takeaway is it really is a testament to the rise of stardom. And <laughs> uh, the promotion stardom, I, I know, but it, but it, it's very important. But, it, but it's a big deal. It's a big deal to take away from them. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 one of the it's one of the biggest takeaways, and it's it's I'm not so much concentrating on the the you know rank order, because uh, we're gonna save a little bit of that for the Patreon. Uh, but right now, for for what we're talking about, look, uh, next to each person named, they have years pro, and then 2020 rank. They have a number, and for. Utami, as I zoom in here, Utami, it's a because they have path to number two, and in right. uh, 2020 she was number 65. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if I just kind of scroll down to, let me zoom out. I just want to get to like the very next stardom person here, uh, who is Shuri. Okay. Someone who's been in the scene a long time, 12 years pro. Her 2020 rank was 78, and this is and and she was Shame. one of the and she was one of the few because there was only what nine nine Joshi wrestlers in 2020. Yeah, because I like I think Momo was also on the list, and she's on this list too. I think a lot lower than she was last time. Yeah, reserves. It's like they they had names on there, so it was like they were at least aware of maybe some of it. But it's like they were aware of enough of it. And I think that's where I'm glad JPQ kind of came in and sort of laid down the education. Just said, hey, this is why this person's a big deal. Hey, this Shuri chick, uh, she shouldn't be number in the 70s. She should be in the top 10. This is why, right? Yeah. And I think that says a lot that you bring somebody. And I think that's good on them as well to bring in somebody like JPQ to sort of and sort of give them information that they, they are themselves are sorely lacking. Right. And... I and want to see them and to it's do not... more than that too, with have more people like that, not just Joshi, but find some people who are into the lucha, the, the luchadores scene over there, and have some of them come in. And I think if you do that, we'll see a lot less of the uh, some of the the no name indies that are on the list that I don't feel like would even be on any list, or anyone even knows who exists. Well, the other the other awesome thing is you'll see a lot of names representing Japan 
uh, and I'll I'll put uh, even Julia to an extent. So the names you did see last year, they weren't ranked high, highly at all. Like Mayu no, Itani was the top ten, and then she was it for a, for a long time after that. It took another name to get on there. Julia is number sixteen this year, and last year she was ranked fifty four. Sukasa Fujimoto is ranked twenty, not listed. Tam Nakano is in the top ten, not listed. But I say Tam, she wasn't. She wasn't even listed last year. She was seventy six in twenty nineteen. Why? I have no idea because she didn't do anything in twenty nineteen. Yeah, and when you when you have uh, someone like a JPQ uh, joining the list and uh, conciding, and he he has his ear to the scene as good as anybody else and can inform other people of, look, these are the important uh, factors of why they need to be recognized or should be recognized. And when you see them, uh, you know, making in the top 20, the top 50, the top 75, and you got a lot of these, it's not the, it's not the rank itself that matters. It's just the recognition of being on the list of their accomplishments, which hasn't been seen in years past. This is really cool. I'm really happy for them all. Uh, I, I really look forward to what future issues and what the future has, because stardom's going to keep growing. We're coming out of the pandemic. And I also want to recognize the importance of AEW's emergence in the scene, because that also impacts the West a lot as well. Because it's too often in the past you've seen every woman in WWE uh, get highly listed, even if they barely wrestle, just because they're in WWE, because it's the largest company and it has the largest exposure. But with AEW's existence and giving... Uh, jobs and and uh, uh, being able to highlight even in their limited capacity that they have TV time, they're still recognized talents. And someone like a Hikaru Shida, whom was highly ranked last year, she's ranked uh, 13 this year. And in previous years, you w- you would be missing names like that. I'm trying to look for another great example. Uh, Masha made the list last year, or uh, she she was not listed last year. She makes it pretty high this year. Um, she's at 29. Mako Satomura not listed last year. Now she's in. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. As much as we've talked about how Mako isn't this big, big legend that she kind of is propped up to be by Western fans, especially right. She should be making any of these lists. She should definitely be making a 150 list. Right. Miyu Yamashita, the champion of TJPW, not listed last year. Now she's in the top 39. And when I go back to the AEW comment, look, that AEW women's tournament with the double bracket, one side America, one side Japan, that gave a lot that gave a lot of Western exposure to those wrestlers. And that tournament Asuka, meant- Asuka was a big one for that one. That got her a lot of Asuka Venny, yeah. And that gave those wrestlers like Mesa Venny, Ryu Mizunami with her victory in the tournament, that gave them a lot of recognition in the West, and that is firmly represented in the magazine. Would I personally have given them that much recognition? Probably not, but to people in the West, it, it, gives, it gives them new information and credibility with a company like AEW to say, okay, Ryu, Ryu Mizunami accomplished a lot this year she won that tournament she she uh had a big pay-per-view match against Sheeta at revolution it was revolution yeah it was revolution yeah. and that that attributes a lot to a lot of fans out there i'm very happy with the list this year yeah i, I think i'm happy too i think uh the joke we, i think we were both making uh when they announced that the 150 was going to be a thing was oh man we're going to tear this another one again right you had another list to tear into uh and i can't well, aside from one placement, 
I can't be too hard on the list list because I'm almost happy to see some of these names. Like as like I said, Tsukasa Fujimoto, she's higher than Bailey, you know, from the WWE. <laughs> I'm happy to see that as a fan of Ice Ribbon, and and they acknowledge that she kind of helped keep Ice Ribbon in the spotlight while during COVID, and she did her and Suzu Bo that they did a good job keeping the spotlight on that company. It's like a recognition of these things is stuff that I think is more important at least in this early stage i think when we start getting years down the line i think then we can start arguing on how dumb it is that certain people aren't placed i think if like two years from now if, if utami's not number one or if, if she's not higher or julia's not higher these names then i think we can start ripping into them for list placements well we'll we'll uh, uh okay I, I agree with that. I think uh, depending how the scene grows and we're coming out of the pandemic now, stardom's rise is going to be major in discussing uh, a list like this in the future. How much more emphasis do you put on them? Because when you t- in terms of business uh, and in terms of the importance of women's wrestling, stardom's got to be at the top at the top of that list. And we're gonna go That's into super important right now. Yeah, we're gonna go into further discussion over said topic. We're gonna break down the top ten. Uh, definitely gonna at least get uh, into the top twenty-five over on the Patreon. So this is this is where we're stopping the free part of the podcast. If you want to listen to more, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/RedLeafRetroCast. Uh, link in the description, and we will break down the top ten at least the top 25, and then go over in generality the uh, lists of the Joshi wrestlers. Maybe we'll get into a little of the order talk. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty. Here my, here my hot take. Here my hot take. We're going to get some hot takes over on the Patreon. hope you guys enjoy. It is on the $5 tier. Uh, okay. See you over on the Patreon. See you on the Patreon, man.